Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom time. Welcome in, everyone. Good Monday. So we had that study a while back, and it made sense to a large degree indicating, now it was by an industry group over in Jersey, that as a result of the plastic bag ban in Toto, that what happened here was people started with more reusable plastic bags. Now, Rowan, I don't have that. It's starting in the uh, suburbs, a giant over where we go in uh, uh, Flower Town, uh, no plastic bags now. It's township by township, but it looks like it's spreading there, too. I recommend these um, bags that are heavy-duty. They're not uh, just reusable a few times. They're not the things that, you know, you almost break through the bag that Luke... I have to put a picture up on Twitter of them. Unbelievable. We've had them for like two years, and they hold a lot. They're very easy. Now, Dan Rowe, of course, oh, God, this stuff's coming down the belt. I just want to get him in the bag. Oh, no, the frozen stuff's got to go in this bag. Oh, yeah. Well, you you can't let the raw meats touch anything else, right? Well, there's no raw meats here, to be honest. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, no, she wants frozen just so when you take it home, all the frozen things get put away. It's organization. It makes sense. Yeah, but as that stuff's coming down the belt and all. I I think I'm vibing with Roe while Maisie kind of vibes with you. Maisie Maisie just throws random things into the bags where I'm trying to get things that, you know, what goes in the pantry stays in the pantry, you know? Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, there we go. All right. So we had that. Then we had this professor, this group. And they say that this is classic disinformation, misinformation. This is why we need a crackdown in the media, meaning they don't buy it that people were actually uh, using more plastic. Jersey as an entity was using more plastic. They're claiming people reuse those plastic bags again and again and again and again. So how in the world are you getting these statistics that more plastic is needed? in the state in toto because of the bag ban. Disinformation, fake news, they're calling it. Well, I read another story today that says, oh yeah, a rebuttal to this. What about what happened in 
California. Now, California was the first state to adopt a ban on single-use, I hate that phrase, plastic bags. How are they single-use? More than a decade ago. So why has plastic bag waste increased? According to a study conducted by CalRecycle, over 150,000 tons of plastic bag waste were discarded in California the year the law was passed. That number rose from uh, four tons per 1,000 people to almost six tons eight years later per 1,000 people. So not just population growth. And the reason is uh, they apparently started giving out, you could pay for it, grocery stores and large retailers provided thicker, heavier weight plastic bags to customers for just 10 cents each. They claim that's what the reason is. That's what happened here uh, versus the fact that people still want those products and they actually did increase uh, four tons to six tons of that plastic waste. So, you know, do I think this industry study mocking them of what happened in New Jersey? But when you do these things, there's unintended consequences. People are trying to figure out a way to get those groceries into the car and into their house. And they want to do it in the most convenient way possible. So I think what happened in California is what you could expect, and some of it happened in New Jersey. And again, this idea that these are single use is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But we're starting to see it all across the suburbs, where more and more people more and more people, you're going to see it in your local supermarket, are not going to give you plastic bags anymore. Uh, the ones I saw at Giant the other day, you could pay for these brown bags, but Jersey doesn't even allow that. It's uh, insanity that's going on. All right, here is uh, Brian Fitzpatrick yesterday on, I believe, Face the Nation. He was on with us on Friday talking about this bill, which I told him, all right, you're trying to break the logjam here. We don't trust Biden to enforce the border. He might do it for a little bit to get past the election or pretend like he's doing it, and some days do it and some days not. But once he gets the chance, what are you going to do if he violates it? You've already given the money to Ukraine. He's on Face the Nation National yesterday, but he does blame the Biden administration for what happened with the death of this girl in Georgia. Here's Fitzpatrick. Do you have any confidence that there's a way to get Republican leadership to move on this? Uh, I do. Um, we have a, a bipartisan bill. It's the only one in the House. Uh, and as of Friday, we have um, uh, filed with the clerk uh, expedited consideration. Normally, um, any kind of discharge like that would take 30 days to even be considered ripe. We figured out a way with the parliamentarian to expedite that to a seven-day period. Just to be clear, this is to go around the Speaker of the House, who has refused to put a bill on the floor. Well, it's forcing him to consider. It's it's just a way to get a mechanism to get a bill to the floor. Um, and just to be clear about what we're trying to accomplish here, this is time sensitive. It's, it's existential. I just got back from Ukraine. Uh, Advika uh, fell in the past um, seven days. Uh, we lost uh, uh, Lake and Riley in the past seven days. And in the past seven days, 200 uh, families had to bury their kids because of fentanyl. So what our bill does is it combines border security with this foreign aid, both existential. And we are forcing this bill to the floor. 
to make sure that everybody acts because, as uh, President Zelensky said, they have weeks and not months to, to get reinforcements on the front lines. All right. So 855-839-1210. Now, I don't support it because I don't support the $60 billion for Ukraine. I don't support it because um, Biden has reaped a reward here for whatever the agenda is. Whatever the plan is of allowing 7.2 million more people into the country, we can speculate all kinds of things. And now the penalties coming due with Americans. Why should we bail them out on this? Well, the argument, that means then you don't care about people being, yes, we do care about that. But the bottom line is, Biden is going to go back to this if reelected. That's why he's going to the border finally on Thursday. That's the big news of the day. Why Brownsville? I told you, it's a freight area. Biggest freight railroad connection with the border. It'll he'll spin toward something about infrastructure. I put all that money in. I want to do it again. Why won't Republicans let me do it with the rest of the border? Go to Eagle Pass, Big Mouth. Go to Eagle Pass. Let's see how you're greeted there. Brownsville might be more sympathetic audience they can put out there, I guess. Trump will be in Eagle Pass or Eagle Pass. All right, so 855-839-1210, that's how you get on board. All right, one more. Um, We have a little bit more, thanks to someone who reminded me of this. The woman we played you last week really set off a firestorm, just prattling on. The, The video of it, Dan, is even more compelling. She's sitting there in the bubble on MSNBC with these people who actually believe this stuff and saying you're a Christian nationalist, and that's what Trump is doing. That's who he wants, if you believe your rights come from God. Now, the best rejoinder I made last week on this, if you believe your rights don't come from God, they come from the Congress and the Supreme Court, as she says, doesn't that mean they can take them away from you? Does she really believe the Supreme Court and Congress can take your rights away, your God-given human, your rights as a human being? Isn't that the logic of it? Well, here's a little bit more of the context. You'll hear the, uh, some of the lines in here that stirred all the news. But around that are some of the other things she said that are pretty bad, too. Here's what she said. Remember when Trump ran in 2016, a lot of the mainline evangelicals wanted mm-hmm. nothing to do with the divorced, uh, you know, real estate mogul who right. had cheated on his wife and with a porn star and all of that, right? So what happened was he was surrounded by this more extremist element. You're going to hear words like Christian nationalism, like the new apostolic reformation. These are groups that you should get very, uh, very schooled on because they have a lot of power in Trump's circle. And the one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm-hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The problem with that is that they are determining man, men, mm-hmm. it is yeah. men, yeah. are determining what God is telling them. And in the past, that so-called natural law is, you know, it's a pillar of Catholicism, for, mm-hmm. Catholicism, for instance, it's been used for good in social justice campaigns. Right. Martin Luther King evoked it in talking about civil rights. But now you have an extremist element of conservative Christians who say that this applies specifically to issues including abortion, gay marriage, and it's going much further than that, as you see, for instance, with the ruling in Alabama right. this week, that judge is connected to that dominionist uh, faction. Mm-hmm. 
What is this extremist? Thought of as extremist. Yeah, that's a weird way to say it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's just yeah, all there? so pedantic. So the spin became, Dan, this is what these Christians used to do. God was talking to them, and they said, segregate America. God was talking to them, and they said, you can't get an abortion. Well, you can't have sex other than in marriage. And even then, don't do it too often. God told me that. Well, what number? And they come up with a number. It's ridiculous. And they all sit there. No one interrupts after that and says, wait a minute. Our founding documents, our whole mentality is based on the idea that these rights come to us from God, and that's why they can't be taken away. <laughs> Otherwise, they would be able to be taken away. They just sit there, and Dan Hurtfeld, you cut the thing. You've seen the video. It's so self-assured in this distinction between the uh, extreme Christians, the Christian nationalists and Christians, still trying to tear uh, Trump apart from evangelicals. And I think this time around, evangelical support is even going to be more apparent than it was the last time around. And uh, initially with Trump, it was pretty early on that evangelicals got on board with Trump. I remember he won South Carolina. He beat Ted Cruz there. And that was the first sign that they were getting on board, fully getting on board as we move through the election in 2016 even. So where's this notion that um, evangelicals were ever that hostile to Trump? She mentioned mainline, you know, the mainline Protestant groups, have a lot of people who are more liberal, et cetera, they are. But we're, we're going back to an all-out attack on evangelicals. And what I think it does is it gets even more support for Trump, ultimately. They're telling people, you're not really religious. You're a fake. If you support Trump, then don't tell us about all these sins and everything else. All right, let's go to uh, Mace in Farmington. Well, I'm not sure. In Jersey on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Mace, good afternoon. Hey, Dom, how you doing? Yeah, I'm up in uh, Flemington. Flemington, I was down in um, Maple Shade a few years ago, and that's where I worked and started listening to you guys and I have all the New York stations here and I don't even listen anymore. I, I tune into you guys pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah, now. Us New Yorkers. We don't like them. That's anyway. right. Yeah. That well, accent, they all have accents. Here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got my, I got, I'm from Elizabeth originally. So I got a little, okay. Okay. little Jersey accent, but um, I was calling about, you know, the, the Republicans, we just fall for this, Democrat, nar- Democrat narrative all the time. They're, they're the ones pushing the bill. They're the ones forcing the Republicans to answer. The answer should be, look, Biden opened the border. He can close it. So go ahead and close it. You don't need no stupid bill. It just drives me yeah, crazy. They're well, look, they, they been, the narrative. Yeah, Johnson and others have been saying it. The problem is, Mace, it's, it's your point. It's got to be more all out. It's got to be, um, you know, going on as many shows, even when you know it's going to be a, a rumble with them, and going on talk radio a lot more to reinforce that point. Uh, Mace, who's fancy? That's our side question today. Do you have anybody? A fancy? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I just I just tuned okay. in. I didn't, right. I didn't hear any. Well, um, uh, uh, I'll say, I'll just off the top of my head, uh, Little Richard. <laughs> ah, not bad. That's a good one. Very good. Thank you, Mace. Thanks for that. Don't listen to those New Yorkers. They have accents. We don't. All right, 855-839-1210. you think your standard uninformed voter, though, recognizes Biden's role in the border? 
Yes, that yeah. the polling indicates up to now was overwhelming. Only twenty eight percent. They're the hardcore like what he's doing with the border. But Dan, the point I made at the beginning, I think these guys are in a bubble. They're counting on the media to go all out, and the media has liked this narrative a little bit to say, "Well, Biden's trying." He just doesn't fully have the power. They may not say completely he doesn't, but he's trying. He went to the border, didn't he? They're not going to say he's desperate. That's why he's going to the border. He went to the border, didn't he? But, I mean, you know, think about it. What else are you going to say? Look at inflation. Look at the wild stuff they come up with. Remember KGP was asked about it? Like, yeah. When was the last time he was at the border? She's like, he goes to the border. He was there like three months ago. Like. Yeah, he went to someplace removed miles away from the border. <laughs> now, he's going to Brownsville. And my theory is that it's this huge freight, rail yard, all that type of stuff uh, situation. I think he's going to say something. Well, I couldn't shut this down without other power. It would cripple the economy. He's going to play off that a little bit, Dan. That's where he's going there. Why not go to Eagle Pass? I'm sure Governor Abbott would. Can you see Biden and Abbott walking? Well, Biden walking and uh, Governor Abbott in his uh, chair around the uh, barbed wire. Oh, my God. Anything could be said or happen there. 855-839-1210. Go to Eagle Pass. Well, the president was at the border uh, last year, so just want to make sure and make that clear. Uh, And so he got to see for himself uh, what the uh, Border Patrol agents go through. Uh, Goodness, it never failed. And and this woman's out of central casting. It's, It's already bad enough standing up there every day for Biden when you have her as a communications chief. Oh, my goodness. All right, who is fancy, real or fictional? Uh, That's today's uh, side question. Kensington, a lot in the news again over the weekend. Uh, Mainly, there are a lot of things, uh, I think, city council, and I usually don't like this. I don't like to see businesses shut down, but this case, they may have to be. There'll be a curfew at 11 a.m., Dan, where all but, I'm not sure if it's bars or not, at 11 a.m. along the strip there, the epicenter of this, will have to shut down. That, that's, I think that's going to be before city council. But it's clear that Sherelle Parker is putting the things in place that come spring, say very early April, there will be an all-out effort in Kent. Already they're doing stuff. But they're trying to have the infrastructure in place because there's going to be resistance. And you're going to hear that. And, it, you know, there will be the usual uh, forces there that say, well, you're not – this is inhumane what you're doing. Is, you're it, gonna hear. is it possible to do this in a clean way, like a, from a pub, publicity standpoint? No, I don't no. think so. No, yeah. I think you got to go in. You're going to, you know, make an omelet. Some eggs are going to be broken. But yeah. you want to uh, – I like the woman, and I don't know why we can't get her on, but just saying. But that's the point person here who um, is the administrator saying that um, – you get a choice. If you get arrested for illegal drug usage, you can go to jail or you go to mandatory treatment. I agree with that. That's what I've said for years, mainly mandatory treatment. I don't even want to put them in jail. Mandatory treatment. They get out of that a period of time. They come back. The same thing's going to happen again and again and again. I know their fears. Uh, was I on Inside Story? I don't think you asked it. What about if these people are pushed to Logan, places like that? They're not going to be. 
This is the epicenter. This has the reputation. Well, that, that's why it's it's not even an option for those on the left is because, you know, they, they work so hard to close insane asylums and mental hospitals right. and mandated kind of stays like this. How can they suggest a rehab stay in a similar sense? But I, like, I, I really think a large reason that we're seeing so many people out on the streets now is because we've worked oh, so yeah. hard to close they mental deinstitutionalization. Yeah. Yes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, he's fancy. Ah, he's fancy. At the ultimate guest, that's at the top. Let's see. Larry Krasner, Jim Kenny, Sir Tom Jones. I don't know. That'd be a tough... That'd be a very, very tough. I still think it's probably uh, Krasner. You know, I can't find one picture of Tom Jones wearing an ascot. I thought that was just a normal thing for the guy. He just when, He's when royalty, I... though. He's a sir. He is. He is. Yeah, he's fancy. He's a fancy guy. All right. Uh, now, people who, and we make this point, we're, we're fair about this. People who despise SEPTA, the whole operation up and down the line. Dan's one, I'm one. And you don't get it. How did he get these billions and billions and billions of dollars? And still, it's like this. We have a new head of SEPTA, Dan, and he is the first Democrat in 60 years of SEPTA to head up SEPTA. So it's been Republican. At least, you know, it's a mixed bag of them, but it's these uh, Republicans who are rhinos extraordinaire that have headed it up. Ken Lawrence Jr., where did we hear of him again? uh, The story just announced. Well, he was the second in command to Valerie Arkush. Oh, ah, that's right. She's back yeah, out there in Montgomery County. Oh, do I not have that and Dan, he says, um, there it is. What he's going to do, he says, I call these quality of life things, smoking and drug use. It's not acceptable in the system. We need to get that off the system. People don't want to use it in their daily commute if they're going to see someone using drugs. So particularly on certain lines, we have to make sure it's unacceptable. There's more. He thinks that fare evasion is a much bigger problem than simply lost revenue. There's no buy-in. If you don't pay for the service, are you going to respect the service and paying customers? 
Dan, what would we give the odds on this guy pontificating these things, which, of course, any normal person would agree with, of success? Is there a number lower than zero? Zero point zero. Zero point zero point zero, all the way out to as far as pi goes or beyond, whatever it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, it's it's just stunning. So one would ask, well, what are you going to do that's different than what they're doing now? And can you imagine, Dan, the confrontation now? They're letting, they're letting people just shoot up drugs right there on, on SEPTA. What's the confrontation going to be if you tell them they can't smoke a cigarette or weed or something? What do you, what do you think we're going to get into? And are you going to back the SEPTA police and the Philadelphia police who have to deal with that? Is that really going to happen? We'll try to get them on. I, I just want to hear it. What are, you, what are you going to do, though? Do you think you just say these things and they happen? So this is the uh, first Democrat in 60 years. The Inquirer says the first African-American. And Republicans, it's true, have been in charge of this up until now. But nobody's really in charge of SEPTA. They essentially do what they want. That's what the problem is. And they're doing exactly what they want, which is just to bring in more and more money, bigger boondoggle, screw things up. Say uh, when we had the chief of police, Nestel, on one time, well, we have a lot of cameras. Yeah, is anybody watching him? Well, no. (laughs) It's just stunning. You know what annoys me about this is, I I don't know about this guy, this is just pontificating here, but if Lawrence is one of Arkush's people, that would signify to me that maybe he's a bit progressive, especially what we saw through the pandemic and with Valerie Arkush. Uh, We have this bill that's worked its way now through Pennsylvania's House and Senate and uh, about a special prosecutor prosecutor off of SEPTA. Uh, now having a progressive leading SEPTA, does that give a voice from inside SEPTA that's going to speak in favor of Larry Krasner and essentially make things even worse on the trains? Because I can report that uh, I was going to see that on Friday that SEPTA is in court, or SEPTA, Dan, up until this guy, was moving to say, well, why has this not happened? In other words, they're duking it out with Krasner in court about having a special prosecutor, which, what was it? early January or so that it was due. So so leading up to now, they were against Krasner, essentially saying they wanted this prosecutor from the state. Yes. Right? Okay. Right. This guy will be asked about that. But my point is, by law, the special prosecutor was supposed to be appointed at least over a month ago, maybe more. They haven't done it. How are you going to win against Krasner when you finally have a law that he knows really pushes back against him and you don't do it? So I'd ask this. I don't know about you, Dan. I don't really, I'd have to see, I don't know how many years of SEPTA doing something before I'd ever willingly get on any kind of SEPTA. I know there are trains pretty much, suburban and the rest, where you should be pretty safe, and I don't think you're going to see the worst. What would it take for you to get on SEPTA? What need, do you need to see? Uh... See, personally, I, I think I would ride it as it currently stands, um, but it very disgustingly, because last time I wrote it, there was a guy smoking uh, what wasn't weed, nor it was a cigarette on the train. Right. Um, I, I, I I would not allow, well, it's not that I, I can allow or disallow Maisie. Oh, you got caught. You were right the first time. But you would no, not allow Maisie. I'm going to grab it and allow row. Yeah, yeah sexism, yeah. but uh, you know what? It's correct. But Maisie herself, she wouldn't ride it. And yeah. it's going to take... Uh, 
just for her to feel safe. I, I, Picture this. I'm taking road to the uh, Broad and Alley where the septa train would be for us to take the Broad Street line to go and do jury duty. Oh, yeah. Like, we're doing that. Like, I, I don't want to be a fear monger, but Maisie walks onto a train in fear that she's going to be touched or right. uh, grazed upon or something like this. And, oh, and, absolutely. You know, maybe it's not the drugs, but I, there, there have been people you know, doing sexual acts on these trains and such. It's it's really gotten to such a point that it's it's scary, particularly for women to ride these things. Absolutely. Well, we had a situation, I think, we talked, we went to a LaSalle basketball game last week. LaSalle played really well. It was nice. Where we were seated, Dan, we had to move. The odor, the stench from like four or five people of weed. Not that they were smoking there, but just the whole, it was like a cloud was over their head. Yeah. So how are you going to do this on SEPTA? Is the media going to ask this guy this? Is that the major problem? No, the major problem is people killing each other, stabbing each other, pushing each other off, shooting each other. All right, uh, Dan in Horsham. Dan is in on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Dan, thanks for the wait. Good afternoon. Uh, You're welcome, Dom. Good afternoon. I just wanted to mention real quick that Upper Moreland Township has also banned plastic bags. I found that out when I went to the Walmart and the Lowe's over there on uh, Welsh Road. Ah, so it is making its way across Montgomery County, yeah. Yeah, and then I went to the Walmart and Lowe's over in uh, Bucks County of Warrington, and they had plastic bags. So it, I thought maybe it was a state thing, and the guy said, no, it's Upper Moreland Township. So anyway. Yeah, it, it's a Montgomery County, uh, ca- you know, township by township, they're doing it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, my fancy guy would be Mr. GQ himself, would be uh, uh, Jay Wright, the former basketball coach of Villanova. Yes, exactly right. Great coach. But, Dan, if he's on the sideline over there, you want to beat him even more just because of that. Handmade suits, like $5,000, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> oh, no, he looks it. Uh, I, definitely. Is he among the fanciest coaches of all time? Oh, without a doubt. Vince Lombardi's yeah. got to be up there with his outfits, right? Uh, he just had a weird hat. Yeah, I'm that's sure. true. Yeah. yeah. But he had, like, the Bill Belichick, coat, you know? not exactly fancy. All right, uh, 855. Bear Bryant with his houndstooth. Oh, gosh, that guy, yes. <laughs> All right, 855-839-1210. You get on board. Uh, it is, that's the all-time uh, fancy person, real or fictional. But SEPTA, new guy, first guy in 60 years that's a Democrat, Valerie Arcouche connection, Josh Shapiro connection. All right, let's see what he does, though. But the bottom line is, why is it not being done now, then? What would he do differently? He's actually going to tell uh, SEPTA police to say, put out the cigarette. Then what happens when a group of people won't? What are you going to have them do? I mean, I think it's doable. But how do you do that? You probably need two or 300 more SEPTA cops to start with. You need a prosecutor then that's going to prosecute them if they're resisting what they're being directed to do and they resist arrest. Not Larry Krasner, but a SEPTA prosecutor. Dom Giordano show. Great uh, opening to that song. We'll have Dom's Money Melody for a great prize at about 2.13 today, as uh, usual. President Trump um, put this out, I guess, on Friday. Needs to almost say it every time he talks because the media in full pouncing mode. I'm talking about Alabama. He called on Alabama's legislature to find a way to preserve IVF. GOP sides with the miracle of life. Matt Gates called it um, the formation of life. And that's exactly right. And I can't um, 
fault the uh, Alabama Supreme Court. It's the way the law is written there, I think, and they were strict constructionists. They went with the way the law was written. The thing to do is to change the law and to do it as quickly as possible. All throughout the weekend, and you know this will continue, this is exactly what Democrats want. Anything like this allows them to deflect away from the two big issues, illegal immigration and inflation. President Biden headed to the border on Thursday. President Trump, Jimmy Matthews, doing presidents, will be there in Eagle Pass on Thursday at the same time or around the same time. It's going to be interesting to see what Biden says where he is and the spin coming out of that is going to be, well, these Republicans will not let me fix this. Look at what we've done in Brownsville, where he'll be. I could do that in Eagle Pass. Trump will be saying, look at what Abbott has done. I mean, Abbott is easily the person of the year domestically as we head into 2024. I don't see how you beat this guy. What he's done to these blue cities, the hypocrisy that's been shown. And then what he's done in Texas to set up a barrier that is really helping in certain areas to prevent people from getting through. Now, he doesn't have control over areas that the feds do, though. So there's only so much he can do there. But where he can, he's shown the playbook of how to deal with this. All right, 855-839-1210. But this IVF thing is um, not going to go away. I mentioned early on, I wanted to give you more detail on this. On my Twitter, I guess I started it, yeah, I think after CPAC voted or around then. We had um, Tulsi Gabbard leading by about seven points in a field of four, which is pretty good to be the VP choice. At CPAC, it was Governor Nome and Vivek Ramaswamy, both at 15%, then Tulsi Gabbard at 9 Tim Scott and my poll and there did very well. People, I think, would be on board with that. So the VP choice... Uh, is going to be this year, I think, important as far as who do you reach out to? And uh, if it comes to a debate with Kamala Harris, who could, that's the big moment. Who can prosecute the case for Trump? Who's acceptable, but gives you a little bit more? Who is it that can reach people right where our listeners are in these Pennsylvania suburbs? So uh, I'm looking at um, a big story over the weekend. The Inquirer did. The big issue as far as winning these statewide elections and winning Delaware County, said the chair of the Republicans in Delaware County is, I don't think Republicans can win Pennsylvania unless you perform better than we've been performing in Delaware County. And what this comes down to is you have any number of these people in our area, like the guy that heads up the Philadelphia Republicans, they blame Trump. They say it's Trump that uh, he's killing us in the suburbs or in the city versus what about their, what have they done? Why have Democrats, what is it that has allowed them to swamp the Republican Party in the suburbs? Chester County, they're on the march. Delaware County, they're just, they've taken over. And that used to be solidly Republican, at least. Montgomery County's Little Philadelphia. 
Uh, Bucks County, I think, is still pretty much a draw or pretty close, although it's, uh, you know, at any moment can go the other way. So what are they not doing? Are they being out hustled? Are people in the suburbs still insulated from all inflation, illegal immigration? So they don't want to hear what Trump has to sell and they're willing to put up with Biden. What is the secret here to being competitive in these suburbs? Because if you are, you're going to win Pennsylvania. You win Pennsylvania, you're going to win the presidency. It's right here in our backyard. So who you choose as the VP candidate is uh, pretty tough. Now, there was an interesting moment. Dan, you tell me it's not listenable, though. Uh, Cut to eight. It's tough to hear. You can try uh, it. I mean, if it's bad, just cut it off. Yeah. Uh, there was a great moment, and Laura Trump, I think, answered well. Uh, she was asked by this woman at one of the events, I think it was around CPAC over the weekend, about the VP choice. And uh, the idea of uh, it's, it's sort of to be, it's got to be a woman. Not that Laura Trump said that. All right, we'll play this, and I may have to stop it and interpret it a little bit. So what, so what I've done is uh, yeah. I, I took, so she, the crowd kind of is loud, and you can right. hear them kind of groan at the sense that she'd p- have to pick a woman just because the candidate's a woman. Uh, but then uh, Trump continues and kind of okay. uh, explains. I think last night in his town hall with uh, Laura Ingram, he said, I want to pick a person who I know is ready to become president and is the right fit for this country should that person need to step in. No identity politics on this side of the aisle. We go based on narrative. We go based on All right. So no identity politics on this side of the aisle. We go on merit here. All right. So who is it that's ready to step in and be president? out of the people that are routinely talked about here, if that's the real criteria. Look, you you live in the real world, too. You're looking at someone as VP who is credible. People can believe they could step in and be president. I mean, the Democrats got away with putting Kamala Harris in there. Why? The ultimate double identity policy. Okay. What else do they have to bring? They got to give you something. You know, Trump already fires up the base. Evangelicals not needed there. So what is it? I still think it's going to be a woman. It's just instinct around what's happening here. Even some of the people at CPAC could be Tim Scott. What is it that you need at VP? If you're really interested in winning, that's the first thing you take a look at, as long as you believe the person's qualified. How do you know that? Well, that's that's guesswork. You know, with Kamala Harris, she dropped out even before we had the first vote. Why was she qualified? Because Joe Biden was told you will put an African-American woman in his VP by Clyburn. And I'll give you South Carolina and you're going to get the nomination. That's what happened. Laura Trump's smart to say no, no identity politics here. The criteria is who could serve as president. All right, 855-839-1210. Let me go to uh, Robin uh, in uh, Medford. Hey, Robin, good afternoon. Hey, Dom, how are you? Good, Robin. Uh, So I want to comment on Tulsi Gabbard. I'm I'm very much pro-Tulsi for VP. 
I, uh, I think she's an independent thinker, and I remember her saying when she left the Democratic Party that the party left her. If you look at her ex feed, um, she lists herself as MAGA. I don't know if I believe that, but she um, she speaks in an unscripted manner, very mm-hmm. much part. Um, you know, when when you hear her, you know she's passionate about the issues she's discussing. There's one big but here, though. In 2019, I remember seeing an article claiming that she was pro-BDS. I don't know if that's true. I never did research it. She speaks very passionately about Israel now. She's very pro-Israel in terms of what she says. That's the only thing I personally would want to look into further. But as far as what she can bring, I think that there's a lot of moderate Democrats out there that are fed up with the Democrat Party. I think that um, they may be looking at her. I think she could attract them, plus a lot of independents. And I know a lot of people are saying, you know, she's not going to be able to bring Hawaii to Trump. But, you know, I watched when um, Biden went to Hawaii and he was uh, getting cursed out by everybody in Maui after the, uh, you know, the raging fire fire there. So I don't know, maybe some folks in Hawaii are taking a second look. Well, what do you say to those? So like some of the people I know, they're deep conservatives that have hit me. Leslie is one. Why would we go with a Democrat? We can't find anybody who's a Republican. Well, I don't know. She does not really um, present herself as a Democrat. You know, she says that she has MAGA values. When you listen to her in any type of interviews on Fox or on the radio Mm -hmm. shows, heard her talk, she does not sound like anything close to a Democrat. She's just common sense. I've even when she was a Democrat, I mostly liked what she had to say. I really don't see her as being a hard sell. I think she can really, you know, bring a lot of people that are maybe were never Trumpers into the party. That, I would say, is almost impossible, though, the never Trumper stuff. The moderate Democrats, though, yes, I think that would be her niche. So who's your fancy person? My fancy person, Dom, is Elton John. Uh, that probably speaks for itself, but his colorful sequined outfits and thousands of pairs of giant sunglasses – I grew up with him. I think I still have his album, Madman Across the Water, probably dating myself. Uh, but he's my fancy guy. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's a sunglasses long. Dan, uh, yeah, BDS, I know you're thinking, wait a minute, is that some uh, kind of... Yeah, so I, I do have the information yeah, about Yeah, it's a boycott, divest, and sanction. Yeah, yeah, and relates to Israel and Palestine. And uh, so, so what happened is she's been very openly saying in the past that BDS is anti-Semitic. Uh, yeah. But House Resolution 496 was a bill introduced by none other than Ilhan Omar, and it was to protect, essentially, the rights of BDS to speak, uh, the, right. the right for them. And, and it goes into deeper context there, but I have audio of Nikki Haley, or not Nikki Haley, wow, Tulsi Gabbard uh, defending why she voted uh uh, alongside uh, Ilhan Omar and the other progressives, uh, okay. is what you said. Some of you have sent me messages uh, and posted on social media asking for more information about why I voted the way I did on a recent resolution talking about BDS. So I wanted to uh, give you some background and talk to you about uh, my commitment to defending our First Amendment rights. Nothing is more fundamental to the identity of our country than the rights and freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution. Now, I've fought to defend these freedoms, both as a soldier and a congresswoman, and it's why I will continue to oppose unconstitutional legislation like S-1. 
a bill that does seek to restrict freedom of speech by imposing legal penalties against those who participate in the BDS movement. That's why I co-sponsored HRES 496, to affirm our freedom of speech and right to protest or boycott for any cause, as well as stating opposition to any legislative efforts that seek to restrict these fundamental First Amendment rights. Now, I voted for HRES 246 because I support a two-state solution that provides for the rights of both Israel and Palestine to exist and for their people to live in peace with security in their homes. I don't believe BDS is the way to accomplish that. However, I will continue to defend those who choose to exercise their right to free speech without any threat of legal action. Okay, on the surface, I'm in complete agreement with that, but these are hard votes. Also, not in favor of the two-state solution. No two-state solution. I don't know what she has said recently on that, but that that's a non-starter. No, not happening. I don't know if that would be brought up. And again, this was five years ago now. Yeah, so I don't know if there's a change in that. I haven't seen one way or the other. Time to your Dano show. Uh, Dan, you got something here? No, we got something later. No, okay. no, no. Well, I, uh, I was going to tell you I'm going on a trip this week, but we'll talk about that tomorrow okay. because I want to get some uh, information from you as to how you and Roe plan your trips. Uh, but also, right. uh, Doc Rivers returned to town yesterday, Dom, with the Bucks, and uh, refused to take any accountability for his failed time here in Philadelphia, Dom. And I had some audio, but we got to get rolling here. We'll play yeah. it back at some point this week. All right. Uh, Coming up, Axios, which is sympathetic, certainly, to the Biden cause, gets an exclusive interview, a few interviews, with Hunter Biden, who says his campaign to stay off crack may determine the fate of our democracy. Look at this guy. This guy. (laughs) Has there ever been a bigger rogue, just an outright rogue, a scoundrel, a 'er ne'er-do-well? Then this guy, the face of privilege, I'll break down what he said in this interview, how important it is he stays off crack, otherwise American democracy is over. And we'll have Dom's Money Melody, got a great side question today. Somebody fancy, I I like uh, David Marlton's, that does work with this guy. Something works too. Yeah, something, something. Jean-Georges Restaurant in Four Seasons, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, exactly. JG, JG Sky High? Uh, also, uh, uh, fictional works with this. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.